You are listening to Speaking with One Voice with Pastor Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, or would like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at O-N-E-V-O-I-C-E-I-N-C dot O-R-G. Or simply search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Hello and welcome to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, Rodney Payne, and I'm excited to be with you again on this week. I want to take a moment to thank you for liking, listening, subscribing uh, to, and sharing this podcast. Uh, We are excited about the growth that we've seen, and we uh, want to continue to bring you great content. So please like, subscribe, share, and even comment. You you can email me directly at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org, O-N-E-V-O-I-C-E. INC.org. And I'd love to have your feedback. Perhaps you have a topic you'd like for me to discuss, or maybe even you'd like to consider being a guest on our show. So uh, just email me and, and let's communicate. Um, also, follow us on all of our social media platforms at Rodney R. Payne, at Rodney R. Payne. I uh, want you to be, be sure to turn on your notifications so that you are uh, notified of new content and getting your uh, inspiration, motivation every day. We're looking to bring uh, something to you to add value to you every single day. So be sure and follow us and turn on your notifications. So today our episode is focus on your finances, focus on your finances. So as we we uh, are nearing the end of the first month of a new decade, um, I'm sure that many of us have bills rolling in from the holiday season and, and, and we're, at, we're at it all over again and we're trying to figure out what our life looks like. Perhaps some are planning vacations this summer. Uh, some are looking at, at kids graduating high school or graduating college or, or moving to that next phase of life or you're trying to start your business or grow your business. And one thing that comes up in every area of your life, whether you like it or not, is going to be money. That's right. We're going to talk about Money now, money uh, is is a it's a great tool. It's, it's a great servant, but it is a horrible master. When you begin to work for your money and and only uh, you have to go get money because you need money for this or for that, and and it's a grind that you've got to do these things uh, just for the dollar. It be, it can become overwhelming, so to speak. So today, my goal is to give you some practical uh, information and practical steps you might want to implement in your life to help you uh, with your money. Understand they are your finances. Uh, You are the direct beneficiary of uh, your finances. So uh, depending upon your financial condition, that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, Many times we spend life uh, going to a regular job, which is nothing wrong with that, making X amount of dollars, being on a fixed income, and there's nothing wrong with that. The problem comes is when we don't focus on our finances. So too many Americans uh, and too, too many people in general just live from paycheck to paycheck. And and if we miss one paycheck, our entire life is upside down. So I, I want to give you some practical things that will help you today to really deal with those challenges that are brought on by a lack of finances or, or difficulty with finances or, or even mismanagement of finances. But understand this, not everyone has a PhD in finance. Not everyone gets money and not everyone has the training or the tools or whatever to be able to properly manage money. So do me a favor, get off your own back for a little bit. Let's focus on your finances and let's see what we can do uh, to get to a better place financially. So if I were going to put this in 
steps. I, I, I'd say step one is you need to inventory everything. Inventory everything. I realize we use inventory to count the number of pieces that we have in stock, etc. But in this case, I'm using it as a financial term, meaning that I want you to inventory everything. That would be every dollar you make, every dollar that comes into your home, whether it's from your job, whether it's from your side hustle, whether it's from mowing a lawn here or there, whether it's from an, uh, someone gifting you money here or there, but every single penny that comes into your house on a regular interval or, or even anomalies to your budget that show up, every single dollar that comes in, I want you to count it. You need to know exactly how much you make when it comes in, what the source is, whether it's consistent income, whether it's it, it's it's uh, income that comes in as a result of some other activities that you do, uh, whether it comes uh, only every now and then. It, but whenever it comes, I want you to get this out and lay out when your money comes. The basics are going to be the money that you can count on on regular intervals, i.e. your paycheck on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, semi-monthly. Uh, whenever your money comes in, you should have that particular check, that particular income segregated so you know exactly what's coming in. Now, for uh, two-income families, uh, sometimes that you get paid on the same day. Sometimes you don't get paid on the same day. So you don't want to count the money in one big lump. You want to count it as it comes in and chart when you can expect X number of dollars coming in on a regular basis. That's the easy part. You've got paycheck stubs. You've got direct deposit. It's easy to see what your money is. And you also want to differentiate between regular money and extra money. Extra money is overtime. You can't live on money that's not always there. So even if you've gotten overtime for the past three years, I want you to peel back the overtime, put it in a different place, and call it call it separate income and use your base salary as your functioning income and budget for your family, okay? Now, not only in this inventory and everything is it is it income, now we get to the fun of it. Now you've got to deal with these things we call expense. I'll call them expenses. Expenses sound such, so much nicer than what we call them. We call them bills. That's right. We have bills. You have to inventory everything. Now, I'm going to say something here that's so simple, but believe me when I tell you, someone will be able to identify with this. Make sure you open every envelope that is mailed to your house from a creditor. In addition, this is 2020. Your bills may come electronically. Open the email. Go into your account. Look at what you owe people and then write that down. I mean every single dollar that comes in an envelope or is sent via electronic means as a bill to you. But that's not inventorying everything. That's just inventorying your bills. There are other things that are expenses that we must identify, categorize, and account for on a regular basis. I, I, I know that this sounds simple, but you probably plan to eat daily. And you probably plan to eat weekly and monthly. And so you put some round number out there, but really you need to 
quantify and calculate how much you spend on food. How much do you spend on gasoline for your vehicles? How much do you spend on clothing so that you can be dressed to go to work? All of these things. How much do you spend on childcare? How much do you spend on children's clothes? There are a ton of categories that because they don't come in an envelope uh, or, or in a message to our, our, our email, we don't account for them. But they are real expenses and they are actually, they're fixed expenses. You, you need to know what you have to spend all the time to live your life. Um, you got to understand, like uh, some people pay car insurance every six months. Some pay it every month. Some pay it every three months. Some pay it every year. I don't care what the interval is. It is a regular expense and you have to account for that. When you are going to be going to the doctor, you have children or you have annual checkups, you have a deductible to meet. These are expenses that you have to account for. They are not extra expenses that you don't have to pay. So you have to make sure that you account for them. When I say inventory, everything, I mean everything, every dollar in, every dollar out. And this is a process. I'm going to talk about it in my next step a little bit more. But what I'm talking about now is not budgeting. I'm simply talking about taking a full inventory, getting a complete snapshot of what all you owe and what you have coming in. If you don't do that, there's no way you will ever be able to have financial success unless you are independently wealthy and just waste a lot of money. And then you could have some form of success to somebody because you're not worried about your bills. But ultimately, true financial success cannot happen when you don't have a complete inventory of everything that you intake and expend. You have to know what's coming in and what's going out. And if you don't remember anything about this point, remember I said to inventory everything, everything. This is so critical to our financial success. Secondly, I want you to, once you've inventoried everything, now I want you to learn how to monitor regularly. Monitor regularly. So step one in monitoring regularly is you have to have a starting point, which is a budget. Now, a budget is designed to direct your expenses according to how they come in and how you pay them. A budget is not law. A budget is not concrete necessarily. A budget is only as good as you are at following it. Having a pretty color-coded budget on your wall, on your laptop, is a beautiful thing, but it doesn't do anything if you don't follow it. It will not work. And so at first, what you're going to do is look back in everything you've inventory, these expenses and this income, and you're going to categorize it. So income comes at certain intervals. And so you want to put how much comes in when, and then you want to take these expenses and see when they're supposed to go out and you assign them to the best income period that can facilitate that transaction. Now, what you have to understand is that there's no such thing as extra money. I don't know what that is called. There's no such thing as extra money. So you want to make sure that every dollar is assigned to a cause, even though it may be a future cause. It may not be a right now need, but it may be a future need. But every dollar has to find a home. If it doesn't find a home with you, it will definitely find a home away from you. You can rest assured your money knows how to get somewhere else if you won't take care of it. So when you make this budget, you're going to look at a budget two ways. One is the first, the way you design the budget is you're going to base the budget on your historical performance. So you're going to go back and look at what have I spent over the last 12 months on my electric bill, on my utilities. 
And based on that, then you can get an average. You can see what months are high, what months are low, and kind of how, how that fluctuates. And then you can then plug that number into your budget as an overall utility budget. And then you can break it down into the individual categories, whether it's electric, gas, or water, or, or you know, what, sanitation, or whatever it may be. Uh, so when you do those things, now, now you kind of know and you get that going. So once you establish that for everything that's going on, how much do we spend in fuel for our vehicles last month? How, did, how much do we do here? Once you get all those things in place, you, you then get you a structure. And at the end of this structure, you should know that on the first payday, we're paying bills one through seven. They cost this much. Our income is this much. We have this much going into our next pay period. Once the pay period comes in, you'll have this much to work with. You're going to spend this much and you'll have and you'll continue to carry it forward. Uh, what that really means is that you're going to look at this thing on a a weekly basis, a monthly basis, a quarterly basis, an annual basis. So sometimes we do monthly budgets, but we don't look at them. So I want you to start by setting small goals. If you have no budget at all, I want you to budget what you plan to do with one check. And then, and then I want you to, to, to do that, execute, and then review it after the time has passed. Go back and see what, what was my budgeted amount and what did I actually spend. This is how you focus on your finances. This is how you get yourself financially free. And then you can see how you're, how you're doing there, right? So make sure that you uh, monitor this regularly. I am a big fan of a three-month budget. Uh, if you can do a, a budget for three months, then that'll give you a quarterly budget throughout the year. And what that really does for you is it gives you a chance to mark your progress. So you may not think you're doing any good, but once you do it, if you've been if you had a goal to save $100 a month, at the end of month three, you have $300, you can see progress and you can see success. You can see growth. And this will encourage you on your journey as you do this. Once you get the budget thing kind of down where you're doing the budget, now you want to begin to, to take the next step and set goals, right? So as you're monitoring regularly, you're going to make a budget over a period of time, and then you're going to set some goals after you get the budget established. What kind of goals are we talking about? Well, first of all, goal number one is pay all of my bills on time. I have no overdraft or, or any extra money going out on, on things that, that are not productive to our family. And so then we want to begin to set goals to, to prepare ourselves when, when the unexpected happens. So understand, we say unexpected things happen, but you can expect unexpected things to happen. So really, they're expected things. For this, you want to have an emergency fund. Uh, one of the things I, I've done over the years is I, I've looked at Dave Ramsey and many others, but Dave has a, has a, a, a plan that, that really kind of helps in that deal. He says, get you $1,000 cash. Make that your first savings goal. I love it. If you can save $1,000, now I'm going to tell you to put that money, and this is my opinion, to put it in a separate account that you don't have access to at, at every moment. So you don't want it in your regular checking account because if you're out, you could deem something an emergency and swipe your card. It's not an emergency. I think in an emergency, you have to consider, is it an emergency? Uh, while I'm there, let me give you this tidbit. Emergencies should be defined and qualified before they become emergencies. So when you have an emergency fund, you're going to identify what in that particular money that we've saved in that area, what can it be used for? And one of my rules is this. If it's not on my list, it's not an emergency for me. Now, that, that's going to be a challenge for some of us because you're going to have family, you're going to have friends, you're going to have people that you have been with. They're, they're like your blood brother, your sister. You, you're like family, and they're going to have an emergency. And they, they do. They have a legitimate emergency. That's, if you didn't put them on your emergency fund uh, 
requisites on the beginning, if you didn't put them as they qualify for, they don't qualify. Their emergency doesn't qualify for you. So you got to learn how to segregate your money. And so you begin, so you begin to build buckets. You begin to build buckets that actually uh, you can put other things in. So you go identify those. Then you kind of go to retirement. You go to education. You go um, to vacation. You go to furniture. You can, you can build different buckets beyond your regular budget that will help you to meet your financial objectives. But the first thing first is to pay your bills first. Then you get an emergency fund and then you begin. Um, so under regularly, if you don't go back and look at it every 30 days, every 90 days, every, every uh, 180 days, if you don't take time to go back and look at it, what eventually happens is that you lose the budget. It becomes a form you used to have that you used to look at and your financial situation has not changed. Remember, I told you money makes a wonderful, horrible master. So you want to get to a place where you, my friend, are in control of your money. And in order to do that, you've got to focus on it, give your attention to it, and then you won't feel like you're working for nothing. You will actually begin to benefit, see progress, and move the needle. So we've talked about inventory everything, monitor regularly. And the last thing I'm going to say is get some help. When you think about your finances and you think about focusing on money, I said everyone is not a financial planner. Everyone is not independently wealthy. Everyone is not even good at math, so to speak. Everyone's not good with certain processes, et cetera. So what you want to do is get you someone who works with money to help you to work with your money. Uh, it has to be someone you trust, someone who's qualified, et cetera, but they will help you to build systems and infrastructures for your own money that will allow you to get to the next level. Engage with that person. Uh, make sure they are professional and then begin to have someone to help you. One thing about finances is that they were very private in nature. We don't want to share. We don't want to talk about them, but ultimately what you really want is someone to help hold you financially accountable. So Sometimes that's someone in your house. Sometimes it's not. So when you get into the very uh, the the in depth components, uh, long term savings, retirement, investing, and those types of things, you really want a professional. Your money is too hard to come by for you to, uh, if you're an amateur, to go out and 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 play the market. You don't want to play the stock market. You want to use it as a tool if you're going to go that route. And so you want to have someone who understands the market and, and understands long term strategy. So you want it to be a bigger part of what a part of what your bigger picture is. So inventory everything, monitor regularly, and get help from a professional. That's what we need to do in order to focus on your finances. And guess what? We can have this conversation a year from now, and your financial picture will look completely different. Why? Because you, my friend, have focused on your finances. Listen, I'm Rodney Payne, your host. Speaking with One Voice is the podcast. Do like, do share, uh, do rate, uh, do subscribe, and then also email us anytime, rpain at onevoiceinc.org. We'd love to help you more. Listen, we are here every week to add value to you, so we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you so much. Focus on your finances and make it a wonderful day. You've been listening to Speaking with One Voice. Please remember to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. And don't forget to turn on your notifications so you can receive the latest posts, live videos, and podcasts as soon as they are available. And please hashtag all of your posts with hashtag speaking with one voice. 
Listen, we appreciate you liking and sharing, uh, subscribing, and also rating this podcast to help us grow this amazing opportunity. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you, and make it a great day.